Hello guys, welcome to the Black Queens Republic podcast. Today I have Catherine and Carmen. I want to talk about there's a notion in the African community that as a woman, Mm -hmm. it is your job to enjoy whatever the man is offering. No. You know what I mean? That's called, that's just called patriarchy. Yeah, that's just, that is just the patriarchy, plain and simple, no disguise. <laughs> it doesn't even have a disguise on. It's not even like patriarchy <laughs> with a hat on. It's just straight patriarchy. Like, and then for me, growing up, it's like sex was for childbearing. Oh. Yeah, there's that thing too. Catherine and I don't have that saying. You see? We were raised by the hippies of our families. We yeah. are like, the our only thing, you know what, actually, my mom was, she very much instilled in me that sex was an adult thing. She's like, sex is an adult thing. You can all, like, you should only have sex when you're an adult. That was something yeah, my, my mom, mom. My mom was the same. My mom was, was like, no, I, I, I definitely had like, sex is when you're ready to have kids, then you start having sex. Did you feel like any sort of shame as being women who watch porn or have watched porn yeah of course at the beginning i was yeah. like this is, not, this is not okay like this is not i should so not be looking like at this there was at all. something wrong well the yeah. only reason i first watched it to begin with it was by accident might i add my boyfriend i was like at his house i was like 20 21 mm-hmm. and i opened his computer and he had forgotten to close the porn stuff like i guess he closed his computer so he thought it was closed but the second it opened mm-hmm. it was just porn yeah. Was whatever he had been watching and that's the only reason i was like huh interesting this is well is that true Carmen? yeah i'm pretty sure i swear we have seen porn at parties before oh yeah but i don't count that because that was like two girls one cup or like that, remember that one that one with the clown <laughs> i <laughs> don't remember the clown <laughs> i don't actually i'm pretty sure whatever you're saying whatever you're about to say to remind me don't because <laughs> i was like i'm almost certain that you were there at least i know a couple of our other friends were there but it was that I porn definitely wasn't i where saw the clown the- was like clowny like no 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 i mean you remember it you remember it i saw two girls one cop and i saw something about octocock you i swear to god Oh what was it? Maybe it was with another friend. But I swear to God, there was that one. Or do you remember that pirate porn? The pirate porn I remember, but I didn't watch it. You guys told me about it after. Oh, you weren't there then. Okay. No. I rem- uh, is two girls in a cup like the feces one? Yeah, it's a poop. Yeah, the feces one. But by the way, this like group porn is not like we were sitting around like masturbating. It was like a no. weird thing <laughs> at like parties. And at, like, we were just like, did you We were like, ha, 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 ha. And then there'd be like this weird. I think we were in university by that time though. Yeah. But you're in university, and then it was just like someone had a weird porn on in the background that everyone was just like laughing at. Yes. For me to actually watch, watch porn, like that, mm-hmm. I think that was the first time, and it made me very uncomfortable because I was like, this is, this is wrong. I should not be watching this. So yeah, it was a lot of that. Do you think that patriarchy contributes to why women are so yes. ashamed? Of course. Of watching porn. Of course, oh, yeah. we're told that we're supposed to be sexual, but we're also not supposed to be sexual. And right. beyond that, a lot of the porn, like, that you unless you're, like, going looking for something or you know what you're looking for, mm-hmm. a lot of times when you, like, first see porn, it's just, like, yeah, some guy, like, getting a blowjob and he's, like, choking the girl out for some reason. I swear to God, it's almost like a woman yeah. in a headlock. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> or, like, it's, like, way too violent and, like, the man is just, like, Either he's, like, super jacked and, like, aggressive, or he's, like, the ugliest man you've ever seen in your life. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, and then lesbian porn is just like people going like, oh, yeah. And it's just like the weirdest, <laughs> fakest shit you ever see in your life. So it's just like a lot of like porn when you first see it is also yeah. upsetting to look at. Yeah. So it, it does make us uncomfortable for a yeah. lot of different reasons. Which Have is, you reached the point where you're now like, whatever, who cares? I'll just watch my porn. I don't, I don't actually think I've watched porn in a, a long while mm-hmm. because I feel like recently... <laughs> I accidentally, you know, when you like go down a rabbit hole on YouTube, mm. there's this woman talking about how she does Mormon porn. I'm what? sorry? <laughs> so she does porn. Okay. So she used to be Mormon. Obviously, she has since, I'm sure, been excommunicated. Of course. She's a woman and she does porn and it's like porn about mormon people so she'll put them in their like fancy underwear that they wear or whatever Mm -hmm. and make them like have sex and i was like what so i searched that shit on pornhub oh boy and it made me very uncomfortable because it was it was like some scenario of like some guy basically like a guy that was supposed to be like the priest or whatever the fuck they're called Mm -hmm. like forcing himself on a woman and i was like this is mormon porn and so then at that point, I had I was a completely like, different picture. But yes, yeah, and I was like, I've had quite enough. Like, I was just like, you know what? I think I'm good for now. And since, because it just like so disturbed me because the church, any church, mm-hmm. will always have like predators who do horrible yes. things to people. Yes. So I was just like, I don't know why we're making porn with like predator porn. I don't, I think I've reached my limit. So I was just oh like, God. and so I haven't really watched anything in a very long time because I just quit. Yeah. Should women be encouraged to like watch more pornography? Not encouraged, but do you think that it's something that should be explored? I mean, I kind of do. I think so, because I don't, because, yeah, humans have been producing different forms of pornography mm-hmm. as long as we've been people, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's anything wrong with porn. I think there's obviously something wrong with the porn industry and the way porn is, like, headed, but if someone wants to explore their sexuality in that way, because, like, there's also the thing where it's a lot of times for people who are, let's say, they're gay or they're closeted or something like that, sometimes it's porn that helps them, like, figure shit out. Yeah, so there is uses for porn. <laughs> there are uses for porn like that. And then beyond that, I think it's just like a fine tool for sexuality. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what, like, like if the people who are doing it are again consenting, consent like like adults who are doing it and getting paid for it and things like that, and everything's above board in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much it's different than like other kinds of sex work, you know. Yeah. yeah. Now, I agree. what do you say to people who say, well, pornography, we're going to delve into a little bit of religion, because I think religion is a, it's a huge institution, mm-hmm. whether it's Islam or Christianity, mm-hmm. anything, because it has that moral thing. And <laughs> a lot of people will say, like, but porn is it's like disturbing to the brain like it does something to your your psyche there is research that shows that there's been issues in relation to like how men understand sex yeah that is true or like how young you are when you're exposed to porn yeah 
So like that has something to do with it. Because so- Sasha Gray, I, I watched her on Tara Banks a few years ago. She said she started watching porn at six. No, see, that's the problem. And so like at this point, she's now a porn star. Mm-hmm. She was like 18 in this interview. And she was talking about like, I like to get choked. I like to be beaten. I like to get slapped. And I like to do this and that. And then she... You know, she came out later on and she was like, oh, I don't know why I said all that. You know, that was a lot. But then there are people who are like, porn is detrimental to to a person, like, mentally. And it does create this idea mm-hmm. that I mean, it, it this can. is what sex is like. But also, does it also come for your for your soul, no. I think? <laughs> well, no. I mean, no. I mean, okay, there are men who are so... Uh, lonely, I would say, and who become, like, porn addicts and things like that. Obviously, there are women who become porn addicts, but, like, statistically speaking, it's more likely to be a man. Um, Mm -hmm. And then these people become, like, addicted to porn, and it really, like, warps their brain. But, like, is that any different than the people who become radicalized by, like, right-wing videos online? Like, you know what I mean? Like, something's gonna come for someone's brain if they're susceptible to it. You know, regardless, yeah. like Why people such an obsession then with like porn and what because it there's does. an obsession with sex. Sex is an obsession with our whole society. Like, yeah, sex has always been the thing that people go to to criminalize every time shit isn't going well. Yeah, sex is like the forever scapegoat because you have to criminalize prostitution because these women are preying on these men and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's really, really bad. Why though? Yeah, or like how many women have historically been like either shamed, beaten, or called a witch because their husband's dick doesn't work anymore? You know, it's not, it has nothing to do with like sex and it has nothing to do with um, the women. It's everything to do with being escaped and feeding on insecurities. Yeah. Hmm. It was like when people in the US, when, when gay men, and like lesbian women were told that they couldn't teach your kids mm. or they'd make them morally sh- morally shitty and i'm like you have priests running your school let's have yeah, right yes on one hand we tell people multiply the earth or whatever yeah but then we also really hate the act of Sex. multiplying the, yeah. the, the earth. Exactly. It's because of um, the taboo about sex as well, because sex is also something that, yeah, people will put but a lot of labels on. about sex is very new. Because like, I don't know where it okay, comes from. Okay, so there's this show on Netflix with Christian Amanpour mm-hmm. called, like, Love and Sex or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's magical. You need to watch it. It's like a mm-hmm. documentary series, and she goes to different parts of the world. The uh, Japanese thing I, re- I mentioned earlier was yeah. from the Christian Amanpour documentary. Yeah, so she talks about sex and how sex changed throughout the world. Mm -hmm. And so I can tell you very clearly Mm -hmm. that a few of those episodes where people were like in societies where sex was very, it was very open about sex and conversations about sex were very big and gender conversations were very big Mm -hmm. until colonialism happened. And then it was this puritanical garbage. Here it comes (laughs) every time. Mm-hmm. And then it ruined everything. And right. so then it created really hostile environments for who? For women. So it right. turned into this huge issue. So I think this whole puritanical thing around sex, I don't think it's fair to say that it was a forever thing because I think there was a long time with men where many societies were totally fine with sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there were still things that were wrong and 
there will be predators as long as there are humans. Right. So whatever. That's a thing. But I think the puritanical thing and the like moral shit that everybody brings up is very new. Like it, I, I really don't think it's what people think. Like it's not as old as time. Mm-hmm. It's more that like with taboo ideas about sex, it's sort of like an ebb and flow. Like so mm-hmm. sometimes there will be very puritanical ideas about sex or sexuality and then sometimes and then it will recede. Right now we are in a state of it still being um, a taboo because we are riding the wave of colonialism at the moment. But it isn't a constant. It's not going ever, ever going to be a constant. It's just something that develops and then goes away and then changes based off the morals of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I would say that, like, uh, it's one of those things where, for example, I was raised with alcohol not being very taboo or being like, oh, you can't drink alcohol. Like, it was one of those things where alcohol existed. My parents drank it or my mom drank it. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't under lock and key. It wasn't like, I don't trust you with this. And so to me, it meant absolutely nothing. And so then when I got older, it wasn't like I got crazy with drugs and alcohol because I was raised with it not really being a big deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who are raised with alcohol and drugs being like, you can never do this, go off the fucking deep end. And they're the ones who become like really into alcohol and really into drugs. And they use it all the time because it's a form of rebellion. Mm-hmm. So if you yeah. make something taboo, that's when all of the weird shit shows up. But if you're like, let's have an open conversation about this, it becomes mm-hmm. less sexy. It becomes less inviting. And people usually are like, eh. So on that note, because I was talking to a friend of mine and we ended up getting into a little bit of a fight because I got hot, you know, (laughs) because she was saying that should we then have a conversation about what people like as in like preference? And she was like, because we can control, I, I like men and, you know, some people like women, some people like both, some people are, you know, they're just like attracted to vibes and things. Yeah. Now she was saying that pedophiles cannot control what they like to see or what they like to watch. That's actually clinically proven. That is true. And so what is the solution then? If we're comparing a pedophile not being able to so, control what they so, like. They, it's not that they can control what they like, but they can control their urges because yeah. it's harmful. So when people talk about pedophilia, mm-hmm. so your friend is right. They can't oh, I, control. I just got like mad at her for no reason. No, 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 no. But, but she's also not right. So yes, you can't control what you're attracted to. And for a lot of people who are attracted to really young kids mm-hmm. or like people that they shouldn't be attracted to, yeah, it's a problem because they can cause harm t- if they then act on these urges. Yeah. So there is therapy that people do. There's all sorts of shit that people do so that they don't act on the urges. Act on the urges. I've heard it. It's almost like an addiction. It'll always be there. Like you'll always be an addict or you'll always whatever, but you mm-hmm. have to fight those urges. This was all on the podcast. That is. I think it's called Finding Warhead or mm-hmm. like Catching Warhead or something. So mm-hmm. that was the whole conversation. The kid went... When he was a kid, he was like, I think I'm attracted to really young kids. And he was like 18. Mm. And he went because he was worried. And, mm-hmm. the, and the therapist was like, we can't talk about this. Yeah, that's a... And that's not good. Like, that's not what a therapist should do. But there are some therapists that specialize in that mm-hmm. who can talk to people about, like, how you don't act on these urges. 
Yeah, yeah, I think um, they had an instance where, like, because in a lot of places, yeah, they say, you can't talk about it, we're not going to talk about it, because if they do talk about it, the therapist has to report them, basically. Mm-hmm. So Especially that's the reason why a lot of people don't come forward. But then, I think it was in Germany, they did a thing where they made it so the therapist doesn't have to report someone if they reveal they have, like, pedophilic urges. And mm-hmm. then the rate of crime, of, of sex crime against children, went down. Wow. So, like, if you actually let people talk about these things and go to therapy, then the rate of, like, people attacking people will go down because they have an outlet for it and they're able to talk about it. Otherwise, it's just some freak going crazy in his shed being like, I want to touch a child, and then they will kill a child, usually. I swear, it always ends in, like, a dead child. It's not usually, like, a molested child who then is dead. That happens a lot. (laughs) But if you let them talk about it, Mm -hmm. if you were dead kids. I don't know that society is ready for that conversation. I don't know that I was until you guys explained it like that. She was just saying, Jane, what are they going to do? They like children. I was like, no. I think a lot of people like to conflate sexuality in terms of being like attracted to different genders with pedophilia because, Mm -hmm. and it is a complicated conversation because if you want to like crack a history book, you can't crack one without finding a pedophile. <laughs> you, you really can't. They're every, on every single page of history. I feel like that's why I've always been very casual about my conversations about pedophiles because I spent like five years studying history and I'm like, yep, pedophile, 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 yeah. pedophile, that guy's a pedophile. And then if you look at, let's say, like ancient Greece or something like that, where they had whole like pedophilic systems set up where it's like, okay, a younger man goes with the older man and it's fine for them to be in a relationship. Um, but it's not fine for two men of the same age and the same status to be in a relationship. It's only if you're with, like, a young person. Mm-hmm. And there's all this weird shit about it, and so, like, you have to look at... Yeah, you definitely have to look at the roots of it, because mm-hmm. if that was what was done in society, mm-hmm. and, like, what was deemed morally acceptable. So mm-hmm. imagine two men the same age can't get together, but if you're an older man with high status, like, you you should get with a young boy. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, we need to, much like we have conversations about, like, how does our attraction to certain races play in based on, like, colonialism and based on, like, all sorts of different things. Mm -hmm. Where does colonialism and patriarchy and everything else play into how we treat each other as humans and, like, what is deemed okay and, like, what is seen as harm? And also, like... Here's the thing about attraction is that attraction can change. And I do think the influx of all this like teen porn, blah, 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 and fetishizing young people makes people feel like it's fine to fetishize young people and then makes their attraction to younger people more prominent. I do think that's a thing because like, I really don't think there's a person alive who's like, dead bodies are my thing. But (laughs) usually something happens to that person. You know what I mean? Something happens to a person and then they're like, dead bodies gotta get them but yeah Yeah. i think the same thing is uh, applicable to child porn and like sort of attraction to teenagers and to minors is that Mm -hmm. people are becoming more attracted to them because it's so uh they're so readily exposed to it so that is a a real thing yes and and i was going to talk about like when you look at celebrity culture uh, usually by 35 in hollywood they're like oh senior bye you know (laughs) well for a woman a woman is like donezo goodbye for a woman 
And then you look at people like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> you know, I was hoping you would mention him. the age of like 23. Yeah. No, it's 25. And I think he, he dated, what is it, Giselle, what's her name? Um, until she was 25, and then she was out. Yeah, exactly. So then you have people like that, or like even, uh, what's that guy's name? Tyson Beckford. It just seems like it's right there in your face, bombarded all the time. That, like, to be like, a cool guy, you have to date, like, this, like, incredibly younger woman. Like, even people that I used to, like, like, Jason Statham, I went and looked. He's, like, 20 years older than his his wife. <laughs> the Rock. Like, isn't it these- always a young, blonde, thin, white woman? Every yeah. single time? <laughs> yeah. And like, like, where do they get them? A factory? Like, they're always, <laughs> like, the same, it's but the it's same like, young, thin, blonde, white woman. Looking tiny tiny girl white girl typically Mm -hmm. because other women don't exist apparently (laughs) no 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 no. we're straight trash like (laughs) on one hand we demonize we're like pedophiles hell no yeah but on the other hand the media also throws that in your face constantly like men with younger women yeah like i agree i think Honestly, it's all about control. I think often, actually, there was this show I was watching with one of my exes once, and it was like younger men who are into much older women. Mm -hmm. It was like strange sex or whatever. It was like on TLC. And it was all these men who dated much older women. Mm -hmm. But like when I say much older, I mean like like 30-year-olds dating like senior citizens. Mm -hmm. And so my boyfriend at the time was like, "Mm, that's a control thing. And he was like, these men like to be in control of whoever they're with. Mm-hmm. And they know that since it's an older woman, mm-hmm. they have more control over her. Like they have more control over like their needs being met because I see. she's so older. Either way, the man wins. Exactly. That is, yeah, that's very true. Because with a younger woman, it's like she's naive. She might not know exactly. how things work. Or she might feel like, oh, this person's great. They chose me. I feel so like honored. Like wow. the, the amount of teenage girls who have boyfriends who are like in their 20s and they think, oh, look, I'm so cool that this 23-year-old, 25-year-old wants to date me. When in reality, that guy a is a creep a loser and no one his own age wants to talk to him yeah i think that that's one thing the difference is that with pedophilia you are preying on people who are not old enough to make sense of the types of decisions you're making for them so you're Mm -hmm. sexualizing them at an age that they are not ready and they are not consenting because they cannot actually consent because their maturity level versus your maturity level Mm -hmm. is not the same Mm-hmm. like to the point where they're still developing their kids yeah. their kids like even if they say yes they can't make that decision for themselves right. you are making it for them mm-hmm. so you can't actually consent as a child mm-hmm. whereas in a situation where the woman is like 30 years younger she at least has developed to the point where like she's trying to make her own decisions is she vulnerable Probably, like Catherine right. said, there's all these different things around control. Mm-hmm. But with pedophilia, it's also about control. We also need to remember that with kids, they can't consent. Right. Like, there's no frame of mind where a child can consent to this. Yeah. But you don't with- think that those men who go for women that are 30 years younger, it's because they don't have. I just always imagine that I don't P. think it's, a- it's not date. 
a teenager, so he's like, I'll just go to the next best thing. No, I think I don't think it's necessarily a pedophilia thing for them. I think it's a control thing for them. Hmm. I think it's I think it's, it's, uh, it, I think I, it's I six of one, half a dozen of the other. Like it's kind of <laughs> like uh, like for some. No, but I definitely think for some of them, it's like it's like I just want to be in control of the relationship. Oh, like, absolutely, that, like, that is a, that is a huge thing. And there, but the fetishization of young people and of youth is also mm-hmm. like right. right next door to pedophile culture. Like yeah. pedophile yeah. culture is. Yeah. There. Next door is yeah, like, gotta get me a 21. Oh, didn't you ever, did you ever see that thing where it was chart showing how women are attracted to like men and versus men attracted to women? And women are typically attracted to people around their own age. So when mm-hmm. you're 16, you're like a 16 year old. When you're 25, you're like a 25 year old. And mm-hmm. that keeps going up. You're 75, you're like, look at that 75 year old man. Great. But with men, it was like, you're 16, or sorry, you're 20, you're like a 20-year-old. You're 35, you're like a 20-year-old. You're 40, you're like a 20-year-old. You're 55, you're like a 20-year-old. Exactly. Like, it's a thin line. It's a very, very thin line. Because I was reading Cass's story. (laughs) The singer? Yes. Oh. This is by accident, because I watched an interview where Charlemagne made her cry. Oh, no. And then I started to look, like, who's this girl? (laughs) Why is she crying on The Breakfast Club? And so I went and looked her up and like, the timelines are weird. So when she was 16, she gets signed to Bad Boy. Yeah. And then a year after getting signed, she starts dating Ryan Leslie, who is at least 30 years older than her. Yeah. And I was like, this is weird. Then after that, she starts dating Diddy, like right after, when Ryan Leslie and Diddy were like label mates. Very strange. That happened to Jessica Alba. It happened to Tandy Newton. So many entertainers. It almost seems to me like it is like an in. <laughs> like yeah, what was that guy from, um, not super, what's that movie? The superhero movie that's not a superhero movie with Nicolas Cage? Kick-Ass? Yeah. Aaron mm-hmm. Taylor Johnson. Mm-hmm. Was in that movie. He was like one of the... Oh, nerds. right. Yes. He was like 17 when he filmed that movie. 18. Mm-hmm. He's currently married to the casting person at the time for that movie. Right. She's a director now. Mm-hmm. He's in all of her movies. She's 20 years older than him. And she's the one who got him cast in the movie. And they started dating after he turned 18. Apparently. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. And they have kids together now and everything. But, like, imagine that fucking relationship. But that's what I'm saying. It is a really, really thin line. It is a thin, thin line. line. It is between, a thin line. Between but like, those two. I don't actually think that Cassie thing is a thin line. You know what I think that is? Just straight up pedophilia. Yeah. Because y'all were waiting to prey on this 16-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like R. Kelly when he got with Aaliyah. Aaliyah at 15. And they were like, oh, well, they're, like, together, but they're, like, not together together. Let's talk about racism. Oh, let's. let's. Yeah. Because the thing I've noticed is that black people are never given the time to be children. Uh, Not for a second. (laughs) Like, we're always considered adults. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then there's the whole thing in um, lots of a variety of black cultures where it's just like oh the second a girl has like a developed body they get like accused of things yes yep yes definitely like i know like i developed quite early like Mm -hmm. by 10 i had like breasts yeah 
and then my auntie started being like hmm mm, you see your life look <laughs> what you're doing to these men i'm like which i didn't i didn't do anything yeah you're a child now i, I guess i look like this and then my auntie started buying me bigger clothes because they're like you're starting to look like a woman and that's not good you're in danger now so they would buy me looser clothes they would make me wear like the to sort of like quote unquote protect me uh-huh from their husbands nah I would just There's, kill them. Here's the thing. There's a lot of societal things where women are engines of the patriarchy, but they are because you can tell that the first time it happened, it was out of fear. The first time it happened, it was because someone was like, oh no, some man is going to attack this girl. But then it becomes part of the culture, and then it turns out they're like, I hate you for being attractive to these adult men, instead of them being like, Let's kill these adult men for preying on children. It's this yeah. weird thing where patriarchy like turns women against themselves, where women will be like, they'll see the patterns and then they'll come to the wrong conclusion because it's just dangerous for them. Yeah, and black women are not afforded fragility. Like no. even when something happens, it's like, ah, oh, look at those hips, look at those breasts, look at, you know? Yeah. But when, when Lena Dunham writes a book or an article talking about how she touched her sister, molested her sister. Yeah, it's just like totally to so feel, funny, so funny, hilarious. Like, yeah. We're supposed to feel sorry for her because she was in this place where she was trying to figure things out. But don't let a black woman come on and say, no, this was wrong and, and it happened to me. I want to know, like, what are your thoughts on, like, how this whole thing comes into play? Because we've talked about Cassie. We've talked about mm -hmm. people like Diddy, Ryan, Leslie, the R. Kelly. R. Kelly. And do you think that these men specifically target black women? Yes. Oh, that's, that is that's R. Kelly. That's all. That's, that's R. Kelly's whole ass life. That is his whole ass life. Coincidence yeah. that R. Kelly being the mega star that R. Kelly was. Do you think it's a coincidence this man only ever went for black women? Yeah. Have, like, I feel like Morgan Freeman, all these like rich yeah. ass black men and like just racialized men in general they get rich they get famous and they're like bye bye original wife from whatever country i'm gonna go get myself a blonde one that's usually what they do the fact that r kelly only ever got with black women and only ever did this with black women i think was very calculated Definitely. i don't think it and has to do with the album right after every yeah incident. Like, so like i don't actually think it's a coincidence i think they know because mm -hmm. predators, they know how to like, they know about grooming and everything else, but they know who's going to get the least attention if they ever get caught for doing anything. Exactly. And that's the thing with like Bill Cosby. Ugh. Ugh. I heard that Bill Cosby's victims were like predominantly white women. This mm, is what yeah. I heard. The tone in which we talked about Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm as opposed to the tone with R. Kelly. R. Kelly was like, he did so much for the culture. I mean, okay, yeah. But then that is true. With Bill Cosby was like, this once, and I'm, ta I'm not talking about the black community, I'm talking about like, in general, society. No, no, true, true. Bill Cosby yeah. was this horrific being, monster man, lion, and then with R. Kelly, guys, he's done so much that he's still <laughs> talented, what do you mean? And the, the only common denominator is, R. Kelly was, who cares about those black bitches? 
no one gives a shit as opposed yeah. to Bill Cosby hurt this pretty little white women. The thing I wonder about is that, like, I'm like, how much of it is just the way men have always treated women? And how much of it is, like, colonialism? Like, which is from where? Because, like, you know when you think about, like, in a lot of black cultures and communities, it's like, beating your kids is fine. You know what I mean? And actually, in a lot of colonized places, beating your kids is fine. And it's like, how much of this is just, like, because you think it's fine, or, like, it, you've always thought it was fine, and how much of it is you were brutalized by a people, and now you brutalize your own? Like, so how much of it is men will always go after young girls, and how much of it is you could literally rape a black woman in the middle of the street, no one gives a shit, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's depressing, because when we're looking at porn, even if there was, we were to effect real change... We might only affect real change for, for white, white women. women. <laughs> for them, yeah, white women. We gotta keep our white case. sisters, you guys. We gotta save our white sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, like, I guess this is like my last question. Like, where do we go from here? How can porn be something that is entertaining and not causing havoc in the world? No, we have to delete everything that exists. Just someone, some hacker, like Anonymous needs to like delete all porn and then we can be like, let's start again. <laughs> because there's so much porn. There's so much porn. You guys, if you started watching porn now, you would die. You would never even have touched the surface of it. There's yeah. so much porn. Let's just click delete. Just take start down again. those websites and yeah. then just start again. <laughs> Wow. Just control out the lead. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. Let's just. Wait, I want to hear the crinkle sound when you cl- put something in the trash bin. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Start anew. Yeah. And then I think for me, I honestly think women, racialized women, let me be clear. Yes. Have to be in charge um, because the truth is, ever since I realized that white women, when it comes to feminism, in the second wave, when they were like, when the men were like, okay, so y'all can vote and y'all can go to school, white women were like, okay. (laughs) And then now black women and uh, and women of color were left to be like, oh, (laughs) just you? So so we still can't vote, but we marched with y'all? Like, so I don't trust white women, sorry. I think fair. (laughs) the movement has to be racialized women. We can include the the Karens and the Amys and things, <laughs> but they cannot be in charge because we're just going to be further. Yeah, push the side. Okay, yeah. so is that the decision? You, the three of us, are starting a porn empire. <laughs> yeah. Yes, let's do it. Let's just start an ethical porn. Because I'm not here to take away anyone's fun. No, that's not my goal in life. So let's just do that. But I would love to not see adults wearing dora explorer underwear underwear that'd be great that would be perfect that would be lovely i, I don't know who came up with that and if you are lit you will never listen to me but you are <laughs> disgusting that's fair for getting someone to wear children's underwear. underwear i know it's or you ew, ew that thing where it's like people in pigtails and i'm like never watch. Oh, why <laughs> or, or people wearing uniform. That's a whole other conversation, the sexualization of, like, children in uniforms and shit like that. Yeah, like, all this time, Britney Spears, anyway. 
Yeah. Honestly, I don't blame Britney Spears for that. That was not her decision. No, that was not her decision. But she was also like, yeah. the thing about like people like Britney Spears and people who often propagate these things is usually they are either children or they started as children and they were not in a position to make a decision. So yeah. like people like Britney Spears, I'm like, girl, I forgive you. Oh, remember that nude shoot that Miley did when she was 15? Right? Like it's, yeah. it's really not her fault. Uh, number one, 15 year olds are stupid. Every single one, even the smartest 15-year-old in the world is really dumb. Obviously, they're children. They don't have very good decision-making skills. And also, when you give a teenager attention or a child attention, they're mm -hmm. automatically going to be like, this is good. It's mm -hmm. like, I don't know why my mind went here, but like, remember with a uh, satanic panic? Yeah. And how everything about the satanic panic was just like these children saying that adults did all these horrible things to them. But mm -hmm. it didn't happen. It was just it was police officers leading them to think this by being like, oh, this person did this to you. Great job for telling me. Thank you so much. This is good. And like giving them a candy whenever they said that a person touched them. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> Kids will do, teenagers will do anything for attention. So it's genuinely right. not their fault. And guys, <laughs> watch ethical porn. But thank you, guys. This was a really good conversation. Yes, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Thank you for having us. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.